Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show, where we discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 50 of Across the Park podcast. We're still in pre-season at the moment, so 2018-19, oh sorry, 2019-20 pre-season. Really confuses me this post-season pre-season. <laughs> Mentioned it every time, but it, it genuinely does. Great to have Phil back with us. Two holidays, so Teddy's Teddy's away in Benicassim. I'm, I'm he- heading off tomorrow. I've got a few few of the lads in work and everything, so we're recording on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Hoping to release this on, on Sunday. Um, but yeah... Uh, Saturday morning here, so the la- we're surrounded by McDonald's breakfasts, mm. <laughs> a few cups of tea. Phil's on the Red Bull because he's yeah. Only we kicked off at one a.m. didn't we? Liverpool last night, so yeah, I watched it live, so I had not much sleep. Fair play. So, so we've got two blues, uh, myself and Craig, and we've got Gary and Phil representing the red side. Um, we're gonna we've got a couple of games obviously to cover, as Phil's just mentioned. Then there was the game in the early hours, uh, Liverpool against Dortmund. Everton played last night as well against Monaco, so we're going to cover a little bit of that game. We're also going to look through some of the transfer news. Um, we've got some of the newspapers in, it's a bit like the, the Sunday, Sunday morning supplement, supplement but, it's, but it's Saturday morning, but it, to you it'll be Sunday when you're listening, so <laughs> not to confuse you. So we're going to start with the uh, the Everton game. It was Everton 1, uh, Monaco 0. It was at the same venue as our last game against Sion, so it was again, it was again in the game was played in Sion. Um, a few more first-team First team appearances or starts, if if you will, uh, in the game and and for me, Craig, from watching the watching the game, it, it looked a bit more of an encouraging performance and and a bit more of what we we come to expect from the team that finished the season. Yeah, it seemed more competitive, didn't it? And I, I think the the level of the opposition that we were playing probably brought brought a little bit more out of the players. Uh, <coughs> this Saturday morning, my croaky voices, uh, <laughs> croaky voices out for any any female <laughs> listeners. <laughs> um, no, it was. Um, <coughs> Beg your pardon. Um, no, it was a more positive performance, and I think the level of opposition was definitely the, the reason for that. Like I say, a few, a few uh, Digny starting. Good to see him um, back in um, Sigurdsson starting as well. Good, good to see him back in, in in the fold. And like I say, more competitive, I think, because of the level of opposition. I, I think for me, uh, in possession, the, the two players that stuck out um, were probably uh, Sigurdsson. Uh, sorry, um, but... Gomez for me. Um, I mean the pass. If you look at the highlights, anyone who watches the highlights back, Gomez picks up the ball probably just outside his own penalty area and plays it. Must be a set 60, 70 yard rake and pass in behind for Seamus Coleman. Um, I think it was about twenty minutes into the game. He, he looked. He, he looks in brilliant shape. Gomez. I know he was saying coming into preseason, you know, touch wood, it should be the. I think it's one of only the. F- one of only the last six or seven seasons that he's had a chance to start pre-season fit and, and he should get a full pre-season under his belt and already he's starting to look look the business. I was quite impressed with how fit Seamus Coleman looks. Yeah. He's bombing up and down at that flank like like a young, like like the way that well, you know fullback what? does. I've just mentioned Gomez, the benefit of Gomez having a full pre-season, but you know, we're forgetting that Coleman came into last season's campaign yeah. with a bit with a long, long-standing injury, so he's another player who I think... I mean, I, I always said, and, and anyone who listened to the podcast last season, I, I backed him quite heavily, saying that look, we're, we're giving him a bit too much stick. He's not mm. quite fit. There was there was doubts in in a lot of people's minds, and and even in mine to a certain degree, is he ever going to be the player he was once was, and mm. is he ever going to recover from this injury? But when Seamus Coleman's fit, he, he's what yeah. what age are we talking player. for Coleman? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. 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 Into pre-season training, I think that's his fifth fifth year running. He's won it, um, and I think it seems to be in pre-season some of the older players can be the fittest, and it's just as the season goes on they get jaded, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and to, and to be fair, I think uh, going, but I think that's always been the case. Generally, the older players, the pros, take 
understand the importance yeah. of getting that work in in the postseason, yeah. if yeah. you like. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't let themselves drop. They don't let the fitness levels drop maybe as much as the, the young players will. The young players will be out on the aisle and, and all that. Probably not as, as much as they, they would have previous in the career, like exactly, five yeah. six years before. They probably <laughs> yeah. would have went on, on, yeah. on the aisle a bit. Do you think for Coleman as well, it could be a case of he knows that he, he is going to be coming towards the end of his career where you are going to be looking at Definitely. who's going to replace him. So he knows his, his levels he, have got to be high to, to make that, sure he's... He probably knows that Evertonians see him as like one of our own type of thing and the one, the ones that are one of our own always seem to get the most flack, don't they? Yeah. So if he hits a bit of a, a bad patch, then Everton fans let him know about it. Well, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He got a lot of stick last season. I remember the goal he scored, back, didn't he? He had to go back, back, I remember yeah. that, yeah. And that's what you want, that. You want you want players to show that they, they care, do you know Passionate, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And he's right, though. It's the biggest season of his life, in saying, well, you know, apart yeah, yeah, from when he was career. breaking through. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So it, it's a massive season for him, I should right, rightfully say, Gary. We have been in the market for right-backs, whether they're replacement right-backs or whether the cover is, is one and the same, really, isn't it? You're not going to buy a a player who you don't think is capable of yeah, of taking the jersey yeah. off the person in front of him. But no, you're right, it was a good point, Craig. I think um, Coleman looks in great shape physically. He, he played, you've, you've starred him there on the board. Would you say he was your man yeah, of the match? Yeah, I think not just because of the goal, I think because of the, the way he was up and down. Up and, down. Um, it's, and defensively as well, he had, he had a couple of young lads that he had to, um, yeah. he had to uh, play against on, on the flank and he, he coped well with them. Well, but yeah, he, he, took, he took his goal well. He was very brave for it. And, and like I say, going forwards, that wasn't the only contribution he made. He, he contributed quite a, quite a lot through Yeah, again, any, anyone who watches back the highlights, you will see probably Coleman almost in every single clip. So he, he was prominent in, in both our uh, attack and play and obviously in the position he was in our defensive play. Um, the, the back four, if you look at the back four, Coleman, Digne, um Keane, the one notable uh, addition or, or person who featured in the is Lewis Gibson. Yeah. Um, I don't think he covered himself in glory for the first half an hour. He looked very nervous. Mm. Um, he's not the quickest, and I think Everton fans would be worried by that, considering you know Michael Keane. We've seen how, how much Michael Keane at times has struggled with his pace. Now, before I go on to Gibson, I, I just want to say, I think Michael Keane looked really assured last yeah. night. He looked like a presence, and I mean, even in both boxes, yeah. got on the end of almost every corner we had. Yeah. In the attacking penalty area, and, he and the other games, didn't he against Sion? Yeah, he, he did. Was, he was he had a goal to Saladin. He did, yeah. yeah. He, he he looks, and again, I don't know if that's a that that's something to look for when he the fact he is getting on the ends of a lot of balls, but he looks physically like he's put some work, some good work in, and he looks he looks in good shape. But you look to him and Gibson, and Keane starts to look like a proper player yeah. compared to Lewis Gibson. Look, he's still a kid. I think he's nineteen. Gibson and he he come from for decent money from Newcastle, didn't he? Yeah, he's come come with um, high hopes as well, hasn't yeah. he? He said under twenty one international yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. Who, who are your centre halves at the moment now? Well, this is it. At, at the minute, it's just hot, the Holgate, Holgate and Keane. Keane, so, so Mina. He's only just uh, he hasn't really come back properly. Yeah, yet. but he's Keane is like the senior centre half. He now, is at the he? moment. Yeah, so I mean, he, he might take that on 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 his shoulders and think I, I need to step up here. Well, Matt Jones asked us on uh, Thursday, didn't he, about our senior players and who, who would you say you're experienced senior players? Sorry for the benefit of the listeners. Matt Jones from Radio City, um, and I was struggling and and I kind of half latched onto Michael Keane, but you kind of jumped in and said, well. You can't really call him a leader when he's struggling with his own confidence issues, which which is a good point. He, he, uh, the reason I made the point about Keane is that, that lack of confidence, again, albeit against fairly limited opposition, even in Monaco, they're not the Monaco that he once were, and it is early in the pre-season, he has looked a lot more assured, um, a lot more sure of himself, and, and again, physically looks in better shape. To go back to Lewis Gibson, though... Um, he has a really, really tough half an hour, didn't he? Give away yeah. a penalty, yeah. Um, and it, he got caught out a few times in the in the channels as well. Yeah, he's got a lot to thank uh, Stecklenberg yeah, for. Yeah, Stecklenberg saved the defender. Good save. Um, <coughs> yeah, he, he didn't. But like I say, he, he's a young lad, isn't he? And he, these types of games will bed him quite well when he's playing alongside the uh, Michael Keane. And at the, the point with Michael Keane as well, his form's been good since the back end of last season, hasn't it? And he has shows. He got got into the England squad, and I think that's. I think he's a proper confidence player, Michael Keane. I mean, yeah. I, I'm always the. Fi- I've been the first one to to slate him. Same here. In the past, and um, but you know, if he makes me eat humble pie, then then so be it. Because he, he certainly did the last back end of last season, and and he has he stepped up in this preseason. Definitely. Uh, <coughs> I mean, do you, do you think now Lewis Gibson 
it was Dennett and Teresa. I'm putting you on the spot here, but was Holgate injured last last night, <laughs> or did Lewis Gibson just play the whole game? Because um, he didn't come on. Yeah, um, no, he, he just played the whole game. But um, no, I don't know if there was an injury or or what. I mean, or that, that's notable. I mean, Monaco obviously so far by far the, the the toughest opposition we played, and you, I think Silva would have seen it as a, a proper test. He's pre- he's plays on paper his best size, hasn't he? That he's got available. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but I think. Uh, looking at the Monaco side, I think there was a couple of kids in there, 16, 17 mm. year olds, and I think. No, I'm just I'm looking at you. Sorry, I think <coughs> it's not a bad a bad time to put Gibson and give him a full 90 minutes, knowing that Mina's not mightn't come back till you know early August, really. Yeah. By the time he shows a, any type of like half half being fit. Yeah. So you know, if if Holgate and and Keane are the only available centre halves, then Gibson's got a. He's got, he's got to have minutes under his belt, hasn't Definitely. he? Definitely. If you look at that uh, 11 that did play the game, we've mentioned Gibson. Um, I, th- I think the goalkeeper obviously Pickford hasn't come back yet, even though got Stechenberg had a decent game, to be fair. The one notable, the two notable weak points, obviously, uh, are the centre-back and the forward. Yeah, well, he's just... <laughs> um, he's just proved me right again. He just can't strap anything, can he? No, he... he, he and um, his, his effort in... <laughs> <laughs> the one that bounced off him. It, it was, was weird. It, it was either a great. He was. It's either he's the cleverest player on on the earth, or it's just he's just. So, so for the benefit of the listeners, and for probably for Gary and Phil, uh, Gomez has clipped a ball in behind. He has just ran onto it, and it's hit like his heel, and he? he he ran past the ball. Yeah, and because he'd ran past the ball, I had to do this weird scorpion kick to get something on the end of the ball, and actually. Contacted with it, didn't it? The, it post? The, po- yeah, the, the post, yeah, the post. It hit the post. It was. Uh, you have to watch it. And again, anyone's listening who hasn't watched it, it's it's comedy goals. Because <laughs> if you, if you didn't know any ass, you'd think, wow, what a player! How it did he react? In like he carried, meant carried, it. carried on running. Carried on he running, just yeah. carried on running. He doesn't. <laughs> he, he hasn't got no like. Yeah. yeah. He's just like a a a, a cat chasing a, a ball around the living room, isn't well, he? Just carried <laughs> on going. I also him. thought as I don't know whether it was meant as an assist to Coleman or it was an actual shot, but. Even that was comical, weren't it? It yeah, just like it sort of scoops it in the air. It, it took a deflection, I think. I think it, it took a Yeah, but it, it, it looks very unorthodox the way he hit it anyway. I, I don't it? know where the ball was going when yeah. he struck it, so he's picked the ball up on the left-hand side, had what looked like a weird pop shot. The ball wasn't even in a position near to his feet where he could actually yeah, strike yeah. it. Yeah, and there was two players around him, weren't it? It's it a dead tight to him. You yeah. just wouldn't have shot. He, he, he looks... <laughs> And he it, looks and ropey, it made, <laughs> and it made Coleman's head. So, so we're not talking. To look good. We're not talking unor- unorthodox goods like Mane is, where no. you kind of not expecting half the no, things he does. No, no, we're no. talking unorthodox like he, he, he hasn't played football before. <laughs> yeah. That's what times what he looks like. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, and, and he works hard. He doesn't stop running. Like he, when Phil plays five aside. Don't be. Con- you know <laughs> what? I, I, I would probably. I don't even think Nias could have laced Phil's boots last night. It was that bad. Yeah, and no. And he, he, I mean, he works hard. He, he doesn't stop running, and he applies himself quite well. He's a, he is a good professional, and he? he's lovable, isn't he? He's yeah. lovable, but you, you know, as I say, you look at that eleven, and, and you look at the performances of the players in that eleven. Again, it, we've got to say with a pinch of salt, it is a pre-season game, and there was a lot to be, you know. Positive about. I think um, Calvert Lewin comes back off his holidays on Monday, doesn't he? Yeah. So you know, bit like Teddy. A, that's a yeah, that's a second um, striker <laughs> in the mix, but it doesn't, it doesn't fill you with optimism, no, does no. it? And you know, and but everywhere else, sort of the midfield does at the minute. Yeah. If we, if we don't lose Gay, I mean, the midfield looks. It looks paper, okay. I'm quite it happy looks with okay. it. I mean, at, again, at Matt, Matt Jones and Radio City were saying you look at midfield now, obviously with Delph and. Um, Schneiderlin looks in, in decent shape. You know, he's not pulling up trees, but he looks like he's you've got applying himself. Yeah, he's applying himself. You've got Schneiderlin, you've got Gomez, you've got Davis, you've got Delph. You've got a lot of players in the, in the middle. Of the field. There's nothing for me to worry about. Now, look, to go on to that next level, you probably do need another injection. But for where we're aiming for, which is probably sixth place, certainly there's nothing. You know, yeah, there's nothing look at the, the squads around us, the, the Man United and Arsenal, and they, they seem in a pretty. Similar position, yeah. Th- as th- we are, I don't think I don't look at certainly at United, uh, with the exception of the likes of Pogba, who we don't know what he's going to do. You don't look at United or Arsenal's midfield and think, "Oh, I'd love to have him." Or mm. I'd love to have I, him. I think it's going to be really difficult to call who your midfield's going to be right now. I mean, you can pick who you think your best midfielders are, but it's always about blend and balance, isn't it? And right. I think it's it's. I don't think it's going to reveal itself for a couple of weeks, and you know, especially because we don't know where kind of guy is going to be. Mm. Well, yeah. That, that, well, judging that he's he's going to be another couple of weeks off coming back, I think mm. that the, the the two midfielders are going to be Gomez and Self. 
Um, Barring any so? injury, yeah, the first game of the season. I mean, yeah. Schneiderland will, will have probably have something to say about that, but I, I can't imagine Delft not, not at this moment in time displacing just displacing Schneiderland. But in all, I suppose to, to wrap up the friendly, it was a it was a much better performance. I think we we obviously got a few of the papers. Uh, the Echo were in high praise of the performance. It was it was a much more polished performance, mm. at, even at this stage of, of the pre-season campaign. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of optimism to take out of it. And I know we've we've kind of looked at each of the games so far and been pointing to the lack of goals, but particularly the last two. The, the opposition, aside from that mistake from Lewis Gibson, which gifts them penalty, haven't really looked like scoring. No. And there was there was enough attacking threat on the pitch for Monaco last night, albeit there was a lot of young players. You still had Gelson Martins, who, who won the penalty. There was, there was enough players out there who should really have caused our, our mm. back four problems. But that midfield in particular seems to be giving a lot more protection to the back four. Yeah. The more that si- uh, Silver's system... Yeah, the way the shaping, yeah. ...comes, into, you know, comes into its own. So yeah, please and please and run out for the lads again. Another ninety minutes for, and certainly it's sixty minutes for some of our more senior players. Um, Liverpool's game, obviously, about six or seven hours later, I think, over in the US. Where where about was it exactly? Indiana, Indiana, yeah, Notre Dame University, yeah, So it was Liverpool two, Dortmund three, or Dortmund three, Liverpool two, whichever way you look at it. Um, two mm. goal scorers were Brewster and Wilson. Yeah. And Phil, what was your what was your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think the main thing is it looked like it was some workout for the lads. To yeah. be fair, um, it, it was a hundred degrees. Hundred yeah, degrees. Yeah, the heat was unreal, wasn't it? He was unreal. They, they were, every player was absolutely drenched. And something I've never seen before is that they had a five-minute break on 30 minutes and a five-minute break on 70 minutes. Yeah. Water break. We, um, that, that's quite common, to be fair. In, um, in America. Yeah, in America. talking about someone who introduced it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. in the, the youth games, they do it a lot. They'll split it up into like 25s and, thir- you know, and 30s. Yeah, it's, it's life-threatening to play. Of course <laughs> To run around for, you know, yeah. that hard uh, in that heat. So, you know, it's sensible. It's a good thing to see. Um, so, I think... The main takeaway from that game was that it was a real hard workout against it. one of the best teams in the world, like up there, top 10, I would say, probably. Um, and you could see that they're two weeks ahead of us as well. Yeah. So, um, they, you know, they were, they were fitter and, and you could see that as fitter well. Fitter and they had a, a strong team out, didn't yeah, they? Let's be honest, you know, Jaden Sancho, Alcatraz. Um, the first time I've seen that Sancho properly, like r- really watched him, and he, player, he does look a player. Like, albeit he was against, he was, he was up against like a, a, young a really team, young, yeah. inexperienced fullback. But even still, he can only do what he can only play against what's in front of him, and, and he, he looks. He yeah, did he look my really he's good. Like, he's definitely a player. Yeah, he has a tough game, didn't he? The left back. Yeah, he did. I mean, well, he's a kid, and and he, he needs, to, you know. Come on, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to be too harsh on the lad. But for, for, you know, put it this way: he's not the solution this season. We we need cover for Andy Robertson desperately. For me, a bit heavy that lad. I think he's a little bit slow. He looks a bit, bit like he needs to lose a little bit of weight. To I, me, I don't think he's slow at all. No, he is, mate. Did you not see the goal where he got absolutely rinsed for peace? Yeah, by who? I'm not sure. It was it Sancho, was it? It? No, it wasn't Sancho. Who's the blonde one? Good player, Royce. No, not Royce from the mid- in the midfield. His name will come to me in a minute. Yeah. Um, but if he's just a bit. He's one of them players. I think who he's he's power. He's quite big and he's powerful. And when he gets going, he'll be like a little steam train. But when he gets going, he's a bit slow off the mark for me. And uh, anyway, I, I I don't think he's quite up to it yet. He shows some promising signs in that when he gets going, he is good. And he looks like oh, this fellow's got I a bit of balance. I think he. I, it's the first. I, I didn't see the whole game in Dortmund. Obviously, I've only really watched the extended highlights because I couldn't. Um, I couldn't stay up to watch it, but. In the first two games that I did watch, he looked he looked really good in his link up play going forward and and defensively. All right, it was against much lesser opposition. No disrespect to, to the Bradfords and the Tra- and Tramia, like, but it's much lesser opposition yeah. again than than it is against Dortmund. And but he did he, he looked he looked well at the back as well. He he was quite solid yeah. and stuff. And obviously he's come up against world class opposition yeah. there. And yeah, and it, it's always gonna be hard. He, he's, it's his third game for Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? No, it's that's fair. I I. I I haven't really liked the look of them in the first two games either, to be honest. But I, I kind of look at players with quite a critical eye because it's all right looking at what people do good. But when you're thinking, all right, he's going to slot into this team, you've got to look at what they do wrong. And what he does wrong catches my eye. He seems sloppy on the ball and just a bit slow to react. That's such a negative way of looking at things, though. But that's for, like such, for such young kids. No, what, yeah, sorry, I know just to, sorry, just to temper your, your comments there, though. You've got to start comparing them to the likes of Trent, who come in at that age of course, of course, without a doubt, and and I understand where Phil's coming from with it, but 
he's so raw. We I'd never even heard of him until the yeah, until the fair, first I game of the season. I know, yeah. You know, and for someone for someone like that coming into the team who's absolutely unknown, you've as you, as I said, they have never even heard of him. Yeah. And to to do what he's done in the first few games is is brilliant for his career and and going forwards, he's always going to have a lot to learn. Yeah. You know, we, when Trent, uh, going back to what you said, when Trent did come in, we all knew about Trent. We all knew he was he was going to be coming onto the scene sooner rather than later. Yeah. With this kid, it's like it's, he's an unknown quantity. It, yeah. it, it's one of them where, for me, I'm looking at what the positives are from him to see what he's going to bring to the team before. I start thinking, oh well, he's not going to bring that. He's not going to bring that. Klopp's going to work with him with that. He's, I don't think he'll be the answer this season. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to come in as a, a substitute left back or play if, if Robertson's injured. This is a chance for Klopp to really see what he's like in in maybe like relatively competitive games and and then be able to coach him from there. Yeah. So I've just been having a little, re- a little bit of a read up on him, um, and I didn't realise it was Barry Lucas who converted him from a winger to a fullback only say, only this season in the 18s. He's learning the defensive side yeah. of the game well, as he goes on. Yeah. That, I know, yeah. That's, a, that's definitely a consideration. I mean, you asked me the question, how does he, how does he get on and all that? Um, and it's a difficult one to even talk about because I, that I makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Now that he's said that he's oh, converted yeah, from it. a winger to yeah, it, and, and he's only converted from a winger to a fullback playing in the under 18s, yeah. uh, which, with all due respect, apart from when Liverpool are playing Man City, maybe Everton, there's, there's not a great deal of, of competition at times. There's a yeah. lot of teams that they tend to blow away and they're playing on the front foot. And I, I think. He, again, if I'm going to read in between the lines, I'd imagine he's converted him from a winger to a fullback, probably to try and. Yeah, you know, give them a better chance of breaking into the first team because yeah. you've got such attacking fullbacks, but you've got such unbelievable wingers that he's probably never going to yeah. get yeah. near. Yeah, no, but like, I don't want to dwell on him too much anyway. Um, I think some of the other youngsters really did do themselves well. Wilson for me really start because he hasn't really Im- imp- shone too much in the first. No, few games, he's, done, he's, he's done okay. He, yeah, he looked he's done right. in the first couple of games. He looked like. He's probably a level below what we need. Yeah. But as you say, last night he, he, he stepped up a little bit and, and, and did look really it, good. His movement was top class. Took yeah. his goal superbly. He did, yeah. He did. One touch and, and into the bottom corner. It was a, it was a great finish. Yeah. Um, and did you earlier on in the game, Milner played an unbelievable ball over the top for him and he was on to it fast. Yeah. And he was going to lift it over the keeper, but um, it kept getting said last night that the pitch was really heavy, the ball mm. wasn't bouncing and it was like moving slow and stuff. Yeah, and Klopp said that in his, in his post-game comments. Yeah, so I think when he was trying to dink it over the keeper, it, it didn't bounce high enough for him to, to be able to do it. It was done on a, on a normal pitch, but I was really impressed with Wilson um, and also his work rate. He didn't half put a shift oh, yeah. in. He always does as well. He, he's done that at Derby, didn't he? When, yeah, when yeah. you seen him last season, he was he was always... I think he's one of them anyway. He's, he's a bit, like, bit like Stefan Oncho, where he always looks knackered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a shift I think in. he looks knackered because he's always You need that if you're going to play for Klopp, though, don't you? Um, Absolutely, yeah. So, <coughs> did, 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 Is it fair to say Ryan Kent looks a little bit out of his depth? It, it, I, it's a weird one with him because... Um, He's dead buzzy, uh, you know. Yeah. He's always buzzing about, and he wants the ball, and he'll try things time and time again. I think again. I know I look for the things that I've already said. I look at the things that you do wrong a little bit. Um, when I'm assessing if you're going to be able to play for Liverpool in the near future, and what I noticed that he did repeatedly is seem to run into a crowd of players. He got crowds as well. Now, when Messi gets crowds as well on the ball, that's because they're doing a job on him. No one's doing a job on Kent. He seemed to find uh, groups of players. So if you're going to criticise him, that was that was kind of what he did wrong. But there was loads of nice little bits he did as well. Is um, he overdoing it a little bit? Overdoing yeah. it, yeah. Just yeah. I think, I like that he, word. I think he's buzzy. Very buzzy. Combination of busy and <laughs> buzzing. <laughs> I, I think what it is with Kent, he, he's trying to prove that he's worthy of a spot in the team. He looks like he is. And yeah. he, it, he's trying too hard. But yeah, going back to what you asked, Judge, he's. I, I do think it's a it's a level above what, what where he's at. I think all the descriptions you just or all, all, all the ways you've described his performance, it sounds like someone who's, who's trying his best to just stick out when really it's, he's, it's not he natural. He needs to do his job. If he's going to play his natural yeah. game, he's probably looking at himself thinking, if I play my normal game, it's not going to be good enough to break into this team or even this squad. Yeah, I think I think going back to you like saying you're looking at the negatives, I think it's different looking at the negatives in, in the likes of Ryan Kent than it is to the, yeah. the young kid at left back because yeah, yeah. he's now had a full season at, at Rangers yeah. where he's he's been playing under intense scrutiny from their fans. Their fans are, are yeah. manic, aren't they? Yeah. They, they? They expect the best and, and 
players to give their all every game. He's done a good job up there. He has, he? yeah, and, and that's, and that's why again, everyone... Isn't he? But again, yeah, but again, that was kind of where my question level. come from, is is the level a little that's, bit That's too... what I mean, that's what I'm getting to. He's he's gone there, done a decent job. The, the fans liked him, Gerard liked him. He started to get him back over there for, for another loan, or I think yeah. he might have even tried to buy him as well. Yeah. For him to then come to Liverpool, he's then got to make that step up, step up, yeah. to to try and prove himself again in, to our fans and to Klopp and to and to the team to to show that he's worthy. So comparing comparing his performance, like the negatives of his, as opposed to the fullbacks, is different because yeah. he you need to see if he can make it in this at this level now. Yeah, yeah. For the young kids at the back, he, he's no. he's very well, raw. You say that though, but we haven't got a solution to the left back problem. So we're looking at him saying, "Are you the solution?" I suppose that's where I'm coming from. We're yeah. but um, do you know what with Kent? Um, Kent, yeah, I find myself endeared to him when I watch him play. It's, uh, you know, I just immediately he's a bit like, like you, him and want him to do well. What? <laughs> he's a bit like you, trying to do too much on the ball. He reminds me a little bit of like I don't know. I, I do. I just want him to do well when it when, when it's because he work, his work rate is yeah. really good. He yeah, it's, it's that's, that's it. When you when you <laughs> when you see players who, who are trying to give it give their all, you, that you naturally do yeah. go towards them in in that way because. That's what you want to see. You want some some effort and passion from the players. Yeah. But as you say, it, it, he's he, for me at the moment. Whether he steps it up as you get further into preseason, you, you don't know at the moment. But he's not the answer right now. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have seen Wilson sort of step his game up a little bit because the first two games, as I keep saying, that they're, they're against lesser opposition than, than the Dortmund than the likes of Dortmund, and he didn't look he didn't look overly yeah. Overly great, yeah. whereas against Dortmund, where it is better opposition, he seemed to shine a little bit more. So that was good to see from Wilson because it means if, if he can step up in the bigger games, he's going to be playing against better opposition in the yeah. Premier League. And he's a serious player in him, mate, and I'd be very disappointed if Liverpool sold him yeah, for like less than 20 mil. You know, if 25 comes in, then fine. But if we let him go for like 18 or something, you think he would, I, I'd much rather send him on loan again. I'd keep him in the squad, mate. I know it's only based on one game but obviously the season he had last year as well yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't be totally against it but I, I think I wouldn't make my mind up right now I, I'd want to see how he goes for the rest of the pre-season and mm. see how because that that's a one that out of three games he's had one really good yeah. game so let's see how he how he goes what's his the, preferred the position at Wilson off the, off the left as yeah. A, yeah as a, like a wing like coming in off yeah. coming in more off the right because right, yeah. Ken comes yeah. off, 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 the off the left or off the right yeah, he yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. Yeah. I think he can probably play as an iron as well Possibly. He did a couple of times for Derby, uh, yeah. but not, not too often. He's got he's got the movement and, and the skill set, I think, to play like anywhere across the front three. Yeah. He's intelligent enough, it seems, to do that. And, and obviously, he gets the goals to back it up. Yeah. Um, I think the big thing for him as well, which I don't think you're blessed with a lot of players like this, apart from maybe Trent, he's, he's got an unbelievable you know, ability on set pieces as well, corners, yeah. free kicks. Yeah. You're not blessed with too many in your team, I suppose. You know, Salah may, maybe might pop There's corners will go to pot once he starts playing the <laughs> Liverpool, mate. They all do. Oh, mate, it sends him across the park even worse if he comes to Liverpool. <laughs> Charlie Adam came to Liverpool with this great reputation of his corners and amazing. I don't think he, he, he ever beat the first man. Yeah. I've seen a good corner taker since Gary Mack, to be honest. <laughs> it's the um, graveyards for corner takers, I think, Merseyside. Yeah, yeah. um, go, going back to, to your game and, and I think more significantly the yeah. start eleven. I spoke to you obviously off air, Phil, about this. The, the the part of the team that was probably the most experienced and and, and um, recognised was the midfield three, and they, they didn't really impress you it's too much. No, it was a weird one. Um, so individually, Fabinho looked good. Um, Milner looked good. Um, you know, when Milner was on the ball, his first touch and his, his range of passing was really really good last night. Fabinho was typically strong in the tackle and all that type of stuff. Ox was. Um, <laughs> He did some unbelievable things, some great turns. He went on some little mazes, and he looked good in parts, but he was really loose with his passing as well. It was a typical, he's been out for a long period, and it's his first few games back for Oxlade-Chamberlain. However, as a unit, they were getting played. It was hard to see who was doing what wrong, but they were getting played through like a knife through butter. It was disappointing, to be honest. Um, The defence were put under, under constant pressure. And Cop wasn't happy. You could see he wasn't happy. He made comments after the game that he had. There's a lot of things he was unhappy about. That was definitely one of them. Something to do with the shape. It was something to do with the yeah, shape. I, yeah, I do agree. When you started there, I thought you were going to lay into them all individually. I was going to say no, it was weird because Fabinho, I thought, was was really good in in the in what he had to do. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean in the fact Some, that they, yeah. they did get played through quite easily, yeah, it and could it was. It could have been that they were up against a sharp fit. 
you know, young midfield. Don't forget as well that, piece. that noteworthy is when their two goals that they scored early in the second half, they'd made wholesale changes and we had the first, that starting 11 playing until the 60th minute. Yeah. They all played an hour there and then we made the, the changes. So, you know, it, it, it could have been a, a case that they were a bit, because as you say, the, the, the heat there and they, they were absolutely wrecked and you could you could see it visually, they, they were... Yeah. And in, fair, off, in fairness as well, Dortmunds are a very fluid attacking team, yeah. so they have a lot of players moving in off the line, switching positions, and if you've got players around, like the forward three, with all due respect, uh, Wilson, um, Kenton, Origi, probably not as accustomed to the defensive side of what they've maybe got to do in that system. Yeah. And again, if you've yeah. got those midfielders and attackers are switching all the time, they would probably run ragged a little bit. things making them look bad. Yeah. It could well be, it could well be in that. It's a weird one, because I say individually, if you look at them individually, you'd, you'd have rated their performances. Um, now, the defence is another story, though. Like That, that is the, was the most worrying part of it. And it wasn't that inexperienced, but it highlighted one of the problems I've raised recently in one of the articles. It was that... Gomez and Matip looked amazing last season, but we didn't see them together. Now, last night together, they didn't look great. Um, again, it could have been a number of factors, but it didn't look great. It's the main factor, no Van Dijk. Yeah. Well that, that's going to that's gonna happen to any team that yeah. used to having Van Dijk, and then you, you bring two players in who are Van Dijk. The worry but though, at the same forward. time, it is, it is, of course, but at the same time, that whole back four yeah. never played together, no. ever. I know, you've got so, to temper it, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's one of them. Again, you're coming up against an opposition there who had a, a really strong side out, yeah. who were two weeks ahead of in the pre-season preparations. You know, it, it, I take you, that with a pinch of salt. Yeah, I know. At, at the moment, for me, that the, especially the first like three, maybe four games of pre-season, all it really is, all right, you, you know you want to sort of see progression in terms of fluidity of play and stuff and, and being more solid than that. But the main, the main thing for me in the first three or four games is... Getting fit, yeah. coming through with no injuries, making sure the team is going to be able to go into the season as as fit as they can be and as ready as they can be. When you it start getting toward, <laughs> oh, without a doubt, yeah, and and that that's what it that's what it is about at the moment. Certainly towards the end of pre-season, as you start getting closer to you know the opening fixtures, the charity shield, even you, that's when you want to start seeing it. You, you don't want to be leaking goals easily. You you, yeah. you want to be more solid and you want to be. It was better going forward. Yeah, the goals that, that we did concede, it, it was definitely down to organisation. It was it was lack of organisation. Uh, their second goal, there was about five players who could have scored on Yeah, yeah. Um, they was they were slow. To, the fullback was slow to react once the ball got switched back over to the right, and and then once it once he got in behind the fullback, the um, it was only Matter really tracking his man. There was yeah. another three behind him who, as you say, were all there waiting to tap it in. There was one where Klein uh, got the ball kind of stuck in his feet and it looked bad, but I think it was unlucky myself. It was just awkward and he tried to clear it, but he kicked the back of a defender's leg and that. And Matter thought Klein had it, so he didn't quite react. For me, that's just one of them little mix-up. That one didn't bother me too much. Yeah. Uh, on Klein, I think he looked handy again. You know. Yeah, me, me and Terry were saying on the last one... Um, if if he can if there's no sort of issue with him and Klopp and you know because we don't know why he weren't playing last season we don't know why he got sent out on loan and stuff because yeah. when he came in against United as we've said numerous times he's he he done a job and he, he looked really good he looked like he'd never been away so whether there was an issue we don't know if that's been resolved or whatever whatever the issue was why he weren't playing yeah. if he, if he's here to stay now I'm not I wouldn't be disappointed at all yeah. I think it was nuts that we sold him, that we let him go on loan last season. And I'm not going to say what I've said in the past. But no, no, but I that's what I mean. We, we, we don't know what happened. We don't know what happened in the past uh, behind the scenes, though, do we? we no, just obviously something's going on. Yeah. In all fairness, though, you didn't do too badly after he left. You just, well, you just didn't lose a game. Well, we uh, our points gaps lost exactly because we played Man U. He played great. We let him go, and then we dropped points to Leicester and West Ham, and that was when the gap disappeared. Mm. And we played um, we played Henderson and Milner at right back, and we we dropped points in both them games. So for me, we only finished one point behind. <laughs> Could have been, and I called it at the time. Not, I wasn't saying it in hindsight. I was like, why the hell are we letting Klein go? We got no, we got no. No, he did. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, it's not so, back so, over there. So you happy then? No would you be happy <laughs> if Klein stayed and you don't feel you need another right back? Oh, absolutely. I, I would as well. 100%. I genuinely think he pushes Trent. You know, he does. You, you, we've seen it in the past. Klein on his day. The only, the only thing that Clint is, Clint, Clint. Clint. <laughs> that, that is a mixture of both. That's a player. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> that is a player. That's a player <laughs> who can defend and a player who can go forward. Yeah. The only sort of benefit Trent's got over Klein, I think, the the main one is obviously is, is 
final ball. His, his crossing into the box, as you've seen, was, was second to none in, in the fallback position last season. And even his, his range of shooting and stuff is, is much better. Klein, that sort of where Klein falters a little bit, which is what we rely on in our, for our attack and plays. Defensively, he's probably better than Trent. Yeah, he probably is better defensively and going for. I don't think he's bad going for. He's just not on Trent's level, but I don't think. Very no, he's not. But, that, but yeah. I don't think he, he he brings the same as what no, Trent brings no. going forward. No, one will. no, exactly. So if he if he can sort of get that, you're seeing his, his goal against Bradford. I want to say. Yeah. Have you seen that goal? He's he's got it in his locker. Yeah. But it's it's too few and far between. But if he can certainly add that. Yeah. Back to his game because he had it at Southampton. He, yeah. he was he was constantly part of their attack and play at Southampton. Right. So if he can get that back into his game, you know he certainly he does. Fit push and pacey. He's always he's always ready to go, Klein. Yeah, yeah, he's another he's one of them. Buzzy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's another Clint, one of them. Clint Alexander Klein. <laughs> Buzzy Clint. Yeah. Class that. <laughs> but yeah, he seems to be one of them players who is a, a bit like the, the Milners of the world, who's naturally fit, who. who yeah. who's who just is ready to go up and down the line as and when you need him to. Yeah. So, yeah, so going back to your question, Judge, I'd be more than happy for him to stay at Liverpool. Well, we've just spent 20 minutes speaking about that game. Yeah, Klopp's post-match comments where he learned nothing from the game. Is that... A, is that well, a um, it, was dis- it was disappointing. We got out played comfortably. Like, but you learned something minutes. in that. So it, it, it's almost to him. I'm going to read in between the lines. It was like he, he's alluding to players who maybe got an opportunity that didn't show them anything and the pros kind of just getting the minutes in because we spoke about those I don't think you can read much into he might be saying that he could be saying these you know they were fitted in us and the heat was ridiculous yeah could it, could, it could have been down to conditions the pitch was, was a hard pitch to play on and stuff it's and different pitch, to yeah, what you're used to playing on it's same for both teams that, don't no, really, that, well he did say that yeah. he, he didn't say it was hard for us he said that you know the, the pitch was, was, was an hard pitch to play on for both teams it was uh, something that I haven't learned but I think some Liverpool supporters might have learned is that we absolutely don't need to get rid of Simon Mignolet. He's a great backup keeper. Um, he had a top-notch game. Two say I would class certainly one save, maybe two as well class, and there was a number of other good saves as well. He, he was the only person who'd, who'd done the ninety minutes. I don't think it's a case of people want Mignolet to go. Some mate, trust me, there's some on social media like get him out. I, I, him think as as, I think as long as he's number two, I, I don't. Yeah, think of course. Some people put him in the bracket with. Um, What's his face? Through yeah, let's the not final. say that name. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think I think m- even more so, I don't think Liverpool and Klopp want him to go. No. I, I think it's more of a case if he goes, it's it's because he wants to go yeah. for first team well, football, which which you know you can't you can't be be angry about that because that no. he's there to play football. And he seems to have a great attitude as well, doesn't he? Absolutely, yeah. I always refer back to an interview we had about it last year. I think it was when he was on international duty, and they were asking him about his lack of game time, and he, and he basically said. And behind, yeah. arguably the world's best goalkeeper. Yeah. There's nothing really I can do. And, uh, one thing I'll say about him as well is, when you look back at his like his errors that he's made for Liverpool, it comes after like a prolonged like a six month spell or something of being comfortable in goal. He starts off great, he gets comfortable. I, I don't think it's a complacency thing actually. I think he really suffers with confidence. So if you play for a, a spell of six months, at some point along the line, you're gonna make a little mistake here and there, like Alisson. And then he suffers for he it. He suffers for it. Yeah. yeah. But not uh, only that, he didn't really have much time with Van Dijk in front of him, did he? No. Um, I'm obviously conscious to wrap this up a little bit, but I just want to touch on some of the substitutes who we haven't mentioned. Um, we can't go without talking about Brewster. Brewster, yeah. Um, he stepped up to take a penalty, dispatched oh. it a true class into the yeah. top bin. Proper boss pen, that. You, you can't you can't knock it at all. But as as all-round game, I, I I think he's ready to play for us, Pete. Yeah. Based on what I've seen so far. He's, I, know I, like I know it is very early, but... He looks like he's got a great touch. Yeah. He's got great movement. Yeah. He holds the ball up. He brings other players in. He's got he's got a great finish. He, he's just he just seems to be an all round player. Yeah, he, do you know what? He's not as like. Um, Does he look like a, a younger version of Sturridge? No, no. no. I'd say almost Robbie Fowler. Wow. I, I know he's my favourite player. I'm not put, putting him on that level, but he's that well, type. Jason McAtee is it? He he, yeah. he compared him to. He said uh, he, he's similar to a Rush and Fowler. Yeah, <laughs> I was so I was thinking. Is, is, is how are you putting that pressure know, on a yeah, young that, kid that's already? A lot of pressure, but uh, you know what? Though, I just seen that he style s- of play. He seems to be happy with it, though. I mean, I, I looked at. I was just looking at some articles from the the game last night, and um, Henderson walked right up to him, and said, "You take this pen." Oh, I think it was going to be Henderson's duty to take the pen, and, and he said, "Go on, you take it." And he, he was happy to do so. And it was yeah. some some finish, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's not like. Um, 
for some reason, going into the preseason, I was expecting to see like a bit of flashiness from him, but that's not what you see from him. It's just like he's in the right place. He's very, very sharp to react to any balls that break loose and stuff like that, isn't he? Yeah. And that's what you need to score goals in well, the that's Premier where League the, that's at the top where level. The, the comparisons must come from because that sharpness and yeah. Fowler was never lightning quick, but it seemed as though he had an extra yard on everyone in the area. Yeah, he was always yeah. first to yeah. the ball. Yeah. He could score every yeah. type of goal as well, Fowler, couldn't he? Yeah. Every well, single type of goal. Yeah, we yet to see all that from Brewster, yeah. but you know his movements on, on, of that ilk, and obviously his finishing looks top class, doesn't he? Absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him because I think we're, we're probably going to need to to start with him pre- in in the start of the season. If depending on how quick Salah and Mane and, and Firmino can sort of get back to the level of fitness we need them to be at, like like, like I said, I, I think it might have been on the radio that right this this moment in time in in this era of football, it's not like years ago where the preseason uh, the the summer break was. You know, they'll go out on the ale and they'll they'll indulge in, in loads of boss food and stuff. These look after themselves. You see them all on, on social media and stuff and they're all they all keep training. Maybe not to the level of what they do obviously when in, in the season, but they're keeping themselves fit. So when they come back after after the uh, the summer break, I don't think it's as uh, as hard for them to get match fit and yeah. to get that their fitness levels up. Yeah, I, I noticed it caught my eye that w- at one point Henderson broke with the ball and um, Trent overlapped him on the right wing and he ran from our corner for like t- just in support. He didn't end up getting the pass back off Henderson, but uh, the way he ran down that wing at the pace, I was like, <laughs> he's in some shape him. But well, it, and that's his first game. It's one of them as well. <laughs> I, I can imagine Klopp and, and our coaches just encouraging that type of thing in games like that. Look, yeah. just put put the put the work in. Put those Get it into long busting runs in so that you know you, you can reap the benefits physically yeah. from it. Yeah, but I think just that yeah, that sort of, that sort of wraps up the the, the uh, Dortmund game. Just just too just conscious of time. But how weird was it to see us get beat? Yeah, that hasn't happened for a while, has it? I, know. <laughs> I mean, that, that was the first thing. I was like, wow, we've lost this game. Yeah. I, I don't, I forgot what this feels like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can I, let you know what it's. Oh, sorry, that, that's what I wanted to point out. What I liked about Brewster as well, although it's, it is a pre-season game and there's not really that much importance on the result and stuff, when he dispatched the pen, runs right into the goal, picks it up and gets back. Yeah. And he, want, he wants to kick off and he wants to go again to try uh, and get Henderson made me laugh on, really that, on that, that note. Henderson was fuming at the ref for every decision and he had to cop on yeah, the game. Love like. that. Winning <laughs> mentality. You, he's already got that and he's, and he's never played. Yeah, <laughs> Well, cheers for that. He's, he's done well out of a from a preseason game, <laughs> yeah. twenty five minutes. No, uh, by all accounts, again, uh, the three two scoreline. There was a lot of a lot of notable things happening in the game, unlike our our one nils. Mm, so apart sorry. from that nice park that sorry, we played sorry on. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that, please. <laughs> um, but we are going to cover a little. I mean, the, the one the one area that the Reds will struggle to speak about will be transfers because there's there's pretty there's nothing happening, is there? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. And there's, I mean, the other side of the park. Obviously, we, we're now. It's a mixture of like anticipation and and worry, isn't it? For me, from from on the transfer front. Yeah, I mean, we don't seem to be linked with an awful lot of players, do we? I think we're linked with a lot of players, but it, it's, it's, it's now getting them over the line. Yeah, that type of course, of thing. that's what I mean. There's not unreal, really concrete. concrete well, the one link. the one concrete thing from the other the other side of it is that Zoom is definitely not coming to Everton. Yeah, to be honest, I I never thought that he would because I think what has that been confirmed now? Lampard said he, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's a Chelsea player. And he I wants him there. He, I think the benefit of Zuma being back at Chelsea now with Lampard in charge is the fact that Lampard has been in and around playing squads with him, mm. so he probably sort of knows that there's a player there in Zuma. He's obviously, when Lampard was in the in the Chelsea team, he was obviously probably quite raw. Mm. And a young centre half, but we've we've heard about Zuma for for years. He's been in and in and about the Chelsea side for about what, five or six seasons. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be honest though. We say we've heard about him. I don't think I've ever rated him. No, he, he I've heard Stoke. about him, but never thought. Oh, I wish we had Zuma. No, yeah, no. But, I, but, but the thing when he was at Stoke, I think he was. Even though they were relegated, I think he was one of their standout players. If I think I'm right in, am I, I right in I, saying? I, I'll be honest. I, I don't think for for me it wasn't. Uh, I didn't really ever kind of notice him and I, I don't remember him being lavish with praise uh, for, for his performance at Stoke however the main thing to, to reflect on is he did enhance his reputation at Everton last year yeah, he, he, amongst the Everton fans he, he was he almost become a bit of a fan's favourite towards the end yeah, of the season yeah he did he? and you know I know a lot of Everton fans are going to be disappointed and because it's been spoken about all summer really well since the back of the, the last game of the last season but I'm not overly disappointed it's just I think we've we probably the only thing I'm disappointed is in is 
that we've probably invested too much time waiting around for a yeah, decision from Chelsea. Point. I mean, I'd like to think, and 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 Silver and Silver has alluded to this, that they have got a number of options if it doesn't come off. And they said, look, he, he is obviously our prime target after Gomez, and but if it doesn't come off, we have got. We have got alternatives. What, I, in the market or in yeah. the squad? I haven't, no, I in haven't the market. seen what centre-halves have been linked Well, that's what I mean. We haven't. We haven't really, but apparently, again, in their words, that, that there are alternatives. Now, my, my main concern about those alternatives, and this is only of my knowledge of the market and who's available, can't see anyone who's in that same profile. And if they, if they were desperate for Zuma, and I think they were desperate for Zuma because he brought balance to the team and, and his physicality and he was quick and... Now all the things I suppose that Michael Keane isn't. Mm. I can't see a lot of other players around who, who would be able to you know step into the team and have got the level of experience the Zuma has, the familiarity with the Premier League, mm. and would be able to hit the ground running. That's the thing. I, I don't want another South it's American, South American defender, or you know, with all due respect, like a, an African defender who's coming from France who, who again has got to adjust to the, the, yeah. the Premier League. That's going to be really tough, that. No, it, it is. And, and like you say, there's there's not many around in the Premier League that look like they're available. The, no. the, the only ones ahead that I can think that wants to leave a club is Kachelny, but he only wants to leave to go back to France. Yeah, yeah. And he's a, he's a proper Premier League defender. How do yeah. you feel about Gary Cahill? No, I, again, the reason I've th- the, the points I made there was that the profile of Zuma. A, a, a Gary Cahill... Why, we, why would we get rid of Jack Elk and bring a Gary Kelly? All right, yeah. a few I years on think, a side. I think Kale's possibly a little bit fitter. Than, well, he looks a little bit fitter than Jack Elk. I don't know. How would you know? He doesn't play for He needs a short-term yeah. solution if you can't get a long-term solution. That's Obviously a good point as well. start looking at things, like yeah. whatever's available. Might, might be a loan for you or something as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, I just can't see in the market where we're going to get a, get a defender of that of that quality and experience. And I don't mean this... Uh, to, as in going to Everton, but what what's the situation around Harry Maguire? Because was all that chat he was going to City, wasn't it? Like, where's that up to? I now? think he's more or less United, isn't it? United. Yeah. I think it's a, it's it's one. Well, of as they said in the oh, papers United this morning yeah. that yeah that he's give up on Maguire. It, apparently, it's oh. yeah. I think it's one of them where it's either United are going to get him if they if they stump up the cash that Leicester wants, or Leicester are going to just dig their heels in and not let him go. Because where, where I'm going with this is that like they're going to be competitors to that you know, fifth, sixth place position, I think Leicester, the way they've strengthened. Um so if they lose Maguire it'll do use the world of good. Well no it won't. I, I look I at it the so. other way because if they lose Maguire, they're then in the market for the same defender yeah, we are. Yeah. So for me we need to try and get the business done now before Leicester have got seventy million quid in the pockets. Yeah they're spending forty five on dunk though, aren't they? Again I, I th- it's it's rumoured. Um it's rumoured that was dunk from Brighton. I think it's yeah. I, I, he's he's clearly not a thirty-five million or forty million pound player, but it's just all relative to what they're getting. Yeah. yeah. Well, if United, if United Sam Maguire, there's there's possibly United oh, Phil Jones. That, that's Phil him. Jones. That's available. Oh, him Chris or Smalling. Smalling. Oh, yeah. No, he don't want to sound at that. <laughs> no, I don't. But as well, if he if he went to City, would a John Stones be available? Would well, you would uh, you have him again? Back? I, I I love John Stones as a player. I I, I was very. Um, Vocal in saying when he played for Everton and even when he moved, I don't think he's a centre back. And yeah. obviously, I don't know where else he plays if he's not a centre back. But I just don't think he's a proper defender. No, and he showed not. that for England. He showed yeah. it for City at times. Uh, he would be a great player to have in your squad and, and potentially in your team. But he's got to be played with the right player. I think he only looked decent for City when he played with company. Yeah, and he only yeah he was better for Everton he's when he had to sweeper, isn't he? But the yeah, position's not really there he's anymore. He's almost a luxury player, and mm-hmm. I said that we couldn't afford to have a player of Stones yeah. as, like you know, <laughs> with with his attributes to play in, in our back four. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what you'd want him in a back three. Yeah, again, exactly. playing like you say as a sweeper, you got yeah. two solid defenders alongside him, and he brings the ball out. Do you know what I mean? And plays in between them. But again, I, I would love John Stones, but I don't think right now he's the answer. Another player, Jerry Mina, stepping up then. Yeah, there is, but there's another player available, isn't there? Now um, from City, that Mangala has just been released on a free. Well, we had Mangala, mate. We seen Mangala. Well, we only seen one game of him, didn't we? And well, so he got injured. No, we seen two. We seen one at Goodison and then one away. But there's a player there, isn't it? He's, he's uh, <laughs> I, I, I did not see <laughs> a player. The, lo- the longer and longer this combo goes uh, on, Judge's ju- ju- shoulders are getting lower and lower. Yeah, <laughs> he's a forty, fifty million <laughs> pound defender, isn't he? At one in, point, in, in what, at one point, yeah, yeah, that must have been for like and twenty he, minutes. Injury, injuries. <laughs> Have, have obviously played the, the to- you know. yeah they, they took the toll and I mean look City fans did say um, 
a lot of them were saying at one point that yeah, you know, he's a, he's a really good defender. And there was a lot of City fans who rated him, but then they seen the other players they brought in. They were like, actually, he's he's not that mm. good. And then when we are oh, mate, I don't know, I don't know how well you remember those games. And it was only one or two games. But bear in mind, he was playing under Hugh Shell, not be named, and that, and that particular coach is renowned for for making defenses solid and making defenders look mm. half decent. And he looked like one of the worst players. Honestly, you talk about Nias playing up front. He looked like Nias playing centre back. Mm. Was it, Voldemort it was your bad. manager? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, mo- moving on from the, it, it's an interesting one. The centre centre back thing. We are clutching a little bit, and we're definitely clutching if we're talking with the likes of Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, and and uh, a man. Just highlights the problem, though, isn't it? We're, we're, you're scraping the barrel for like who might yeah, be some nose available, and I've just named well, there's four there with well stones if. He's the Newcastle defender that we've been linked with. Oh, Lascelles, Lascelles. Now he, he, uh, yeah, he would be someone who yeah. interests me. Yeah, but I, th- I think can't, it see, it can't see them letting him go now, though. I mean, they'll uh, let anyone go. They'll let anyone. Yeah, they'll they'll let the money's right. Like Ashley will drive him there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> if you give him, give him a few extra quiz and buy some shares. Sports Direct helicopter and drop him off. I think he's made his money for this season off Perez, hasn't he? Yeah. It's a show, though, he will take. He will take anything. It's all about the dough for him, isn't it? It's you know. If he wants to buy another batch of Lonsdale tracksuits, then he will sell a player, one hundred percent. So Everton should be. I think Everton should be making moves there. Or, you know, yeah. possibly he's there. Yeah. Well, hopefully Marcel Brands is listening and, and we <laughs> can give him some inspiration and yeah. remind him that there's a player. He's, up he's, there. he's certainly at the age, isn't he? Lascelles. Well, Brands, listen, that's in Lascelles' profile. Yeah. <laughs> do, you th- um, do you think there's anything in the um, in the rooms about how he's entering the race for Zaha? I, well, I think there's probably definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't see why not. Uh, I wouldn't see why not. I, th- I think um, you're talking about the long term, short term thing. It, we've rumoured to have um, pretty much done a deal for a, a kid from um, Flamengo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, for forty million. Rennie or something. Is it? Yeah, he, he's he's apparently the, the the next big thing to come out of their academy. He hasn't even played a game for them, um, and That's and he won't even he won't even get international clearance. I don't think until January when he's eighteen. Oh, is that which that is right? bizarre? But again, it's rumored that we've done it. We've yeah. done a deal, all but done a deal for well, forty he's, million. He's followed Everton, crazy and he million. likes all he likes all the pitches. But like that's me, with Emily that's that's Well, you, you talk about <laughs> the, the, play, the people who are following Everton. On the other side, there's a few few people who've plays you've unfollowed us allegedly. All oh yeah, and Who's that's uh, Ipalasi. Oh good, Kuko Martina. Oh brilliant! So, so if that's if the, if it's anything to go by, the, the players you're following us and not following us, <laughs> that's two players. It looks oh, like God. going out and then Millsy will be gutted if Martin if uh, Kuko leaves. Uh, yeah, that's been a running saga for a while, but it, it looks as though those two are on the way out. I'd be delighted with the Balassi one just because oh, yeah. of how much money he's on and 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 he just where where is he going? I, d- I, d- I don't know. I think it's uh, Newcastle, Newcastle yeah. by oh, all accounts. Oh, yeah, um, swap deal for Lascelles. There you go. And then there's also um, James, James McCarthy. Looks like he, he might be on his way out. Yeah, uh, eight or nine million. Now, if you're getting Fabian Zelf for nine million and letting him, him for, for nine million, then it's, it's, not, it's not bad business. It's not bad it? business. And I do like McCarthy, and I'm, I've been one of them on the podcast that's uh, I've willed him, I've wanted him to, to, to come back in the team mm. and show what he what he has in, in that I mean, I'm clutching on that season, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of seasons, to be yeah, fair, but it was the a long time. Yeah, the second season, but the now. second season, we, we were poor, weren't we? But he was probably one of the standout players. Like Phil clutching, clutching to his, like, one year playing in the University League where he apparently scored about 60 Listen, you're sending out the wrong idea to our listeners that I can't play footy. No, it's your opinion of your football ability against the actual reality. You're not a bad player. I'd like to see him play. He's not a bad player. He was a top player. No, he's not a bad player. How many times? <laughs> how, many, how many times, like for the listeners, how many times has everyone heard that story? Like before, when I before I broke my leg, <laughs> I haven't seen him play. I'd like to see him. No, like he's not, him a, he's not a bad player. Is he, he quick? Take what's him out. No, he's not quick. He's not quick. Never had pace. No, he's never had pace. I remember this is a funny story actually. We used to play five aside, and that, and um, there was one Monday where we were a little bit bored before the kickoff, and we were having a little bit of arguments about who was the quickest, who was the slowest. And Phil's Phil's brother used to play in goal, Andy. <laughs> and it got to the point where Andy went, I reckon I'm quicker than you. <laughs> so they had to race across the pitch and Andy beat him. <laughs> and Andy was the goal. Don't finish. And um, again, post broken leg, I was coming back oh, on the back. God. Still oh, am oh, ten oh. years later. But yeah, back 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 to uh, 
to real footballers. Um, <laughs> or, or, well, I suppose Cujo Martinez in this conversation. I'm <laughs> quite yeah, a real footballer. Glassy as well. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, th- I think I'd be pleased if this time next week or before the next podcast, if we've got rid of those three players, I think the floodgate should start opening the other way then. Cause yeah. he'll have done probably the majority of his business. I think Morales is just a matter of time, isn't it? Albeit, again, we, yeah, we spoke about on. him. He came on last night and he, yeah. he looked quite happy. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, he, I, I say happy. I was kind of watching, you know, the players come off and then he's high five and everyone. I don't know if it was kind of the acceptance of, look, th- I'm just getting the minutes in. Yeah. Leaving, but I think he's always been popular in and around the, the mm. playing squad, hasn't he? I just think just the, the, manager, the, coaching yeah, squad. The, the, the managers, obviously, I just don't think he applies himself very well. But like I say, he, he's always been popular along the likes of Yeah, because like I say, at one time, even when we've had like Lukaku and I, th- I think he was in his, the team the same time as like Jelovic and I always thought he was the better finisher. No, if you've seen him one on one with a keeper, he's always Jelovic Ye- who's better than Suarez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I always actually, I always actually that. thought that Morales was a, a good finisher. Yeah, I used to fear him coming on in the derby. Oh like, yeah, in he the was, he was in someone the g- who always had a goal in him, wasn't yeah, he? And yeah, he was always a threat. Yeah, he was uh, a knack, wasn't he? That's what I mean. Then players in in like in like the derbies, he's I always throw himself about. I always wanted to see him in a derby, always, and yeah. I was always disappointed when his name went on the um, the team sheet in the derby because it seems to be the one game where he woke up. Yeah, but uh, he wants to go to Liverpool deep down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, ju- I just wouldn't. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sad to see him go, but. I hate to say on one of the other podcasts, it's it's a number of managers who haven't fancied them, so yeah. that 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 stinks of an attitude attitude problem, doesn't it? Yeah, I, that's uh, every coach that's had them. That just hasn't hasn't given a consecutive run of games at the end of the team. So. Well, on on your side, we've obviously said there's not a lot going on your side. Just going to pose one question to you: If there was one signing in one position that Klopp could make, and it was a player, in, and he could get the player in that he wanted, where would it be? For me, left back, Gary. I'm gonna go a forward, as in a striker. Yeah, Fair well, we've, got we've got two golden boot winners there who are all versatile. I think even if you've got two of them, you're still in a healthy position. You can rotate one of them out for me and still be dead strong in attack. Yeah, fair, but I but, just but think left back. No, we're screwed. Not up. necessarily. You're not not what, screwed. What would the answer be, Milner? You could put Milner there. I know it's not ideal. Uh, ideally, we do sign a, a full back. I, I agree, but. What type? What type so of fullback uh, to Liverpool go for then? Fullback. Yeah, what, we need what? we need replacement for Robertson. Someone who's going to be able to it is hard, hopefully rival him, but at least be able to do a job if if Robertson gets injured or suspended or whatever. I don't agree with buying any player for any position to be on the bench. Well, like, of course, yeah. No, of, but of it's course. it's not of course because some people are like well, you need to you hear the comments all the time like we just need some squad players where it's like. If you buy a player who's just only good enough for the bench and not able to push, then when they come on, you, you might as well just stick with who yeah, you Yeah, I, I agree t- Sorry, with so that. you're talking about a £40, £40 million pound left back then, aren't you? But that's how I feel about about a lot of the players who people want to keep. Like? Lalana. Exactly. Okay, we're, gonna, we're not going to go back in there. We're not going to go back in there. I, w- I missed this last week. But yeah, okay, we very, very there. briefly. Go on. We won't have a full blown argument because I know, won't. Cause I know your uh, your what, what, stance what, what on what it. What I think is a bit hypocritical is that you know last time we seen Lallana fit, um, he had an eighteen month layoff. But before that, he was one of the players of the season. He was great for, for about six months when Klopp first signed. He was played one of the players of the season. Then when he was as soon as he got fit again, everyone was like, "Don't want him to play. He hasn't played for eighteen months. Why is everyone now not saying that about the Ox?" Okay, I'll difference? tell you why. Because. When Lalana f- came back into the team, the squad has evolved into a, into a place where which was better than when he was good in the team. We uh, the whole team had got better, the squad had got better. We'd we'd got accustomed to how Klopp wanted us to play, and every You've not player seen the progress that just the made since the Ox just listen, injured. Just listen. Um, the the squad all progressed within themselves. They were all playing to a higher ability than what they were playing beforehand, mm-hmm. which he's missed out on f- through being injured. So like he's the then got that eighteen months. I know you keep saying like the Ox, <laughs> but the Ox weren't out for eighteen months. Well, he was out it for. Will be by the time he was out for, it won't. No, it won't. He got yeah. injured. He got injured against Man City in the quarter final. Not last season. Not last season. Season Stop before. But months. then he started. Nobody made. He made his his first sort of game time comeback at the end of last season. And not only that, he's younger. He's he's fitter. 
he's played. He's fitter. Fitter's a, a bit debatable. Like. Nah, I'd not. Lallana the Lallana of old, the Lallana of old, one hundred percent. I agree, but Lallana's not the the Lallana he was. How do you know? Because I've seen him play. Our, our squad I'm and we team. don't want to see him play because. Okay, a question. Mate, uh, a question. Mick put one of our mates put to you last night. Yeah. If Lallana was the Lallana of the last two seasons at a different pl- at a different team, would you want us to sign him? We haven't seen him. Come on, fellas. We've all had okay. Yeah. Two, the, the, <laughs> these last two seasons of Lallana that he's been, that, that he's been. Seen him, mate. I agree. So would you want to sign him? Same with the Ox. Oh. Anyway, I was just about to start video when I was <laughs> getting up to go. I can't, I can't see the difference myself. I honestly can't. But okay. I want to see both of them in the team. I don't understand differentiating between the Ox and Lalana. I, I think the different positions as well. If, the, if the chat now is Lalana's going to be playing deeper, I don't want to see Lalana deeper. I, I'm, I'm excited by it. Over Fabinho? No, no. So it'd be alongside Fabinho anyway, wouldn't it? Over Wijnaldum. From time to time, not not not, not having it, me, not having it. And the one where it's a and that's about <laughs> yeah, and that's the one we'd find out. Folks. I, I, could, I could, like, like I said, like I said last time, I'm happy to eat humble pie if he comes if he comes I into the team I, and as a worldie. In that deeper position, I don't think there's anyone in our squad better at receiving the ball on the half turn, which is really important in that deeper role because you can receive off the defence turn and then who knows what Lallana can do with, it, with the whole game ahead of him. Listen, I, I'm, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking Lallana's talents. That's not what I'm knocking. I know he's a talented player and I know he's good on the ball and he can take the ball on the half turn and all that. If he's wants, if if Klopp wants to bring him in as the number six, he needs to be good defensively first and foremost. When are we going to have two players that we can argue about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll park it because I could go on all night on this. Everyone knows that. Well, no, oh, thanks for that. Though it obviously gives Phil a chance to defend his corner. I think I think <laughs> it's pretty clear where he's coming from, and 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 again, we definitely know where Gary's coming from. <laughs> but no, thank thanks everyone for listening. Again, we've recorded this on Saturday. We're hoping to release this Sunday. So hopefully, if you receive it, it's not too out of date. And thanks for listening. See you all soon.